Smartcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market don't get confused we're not a workout group right we're a leadership group That's what we do. We are trying to teach men how to lead and inspire them and equip them to become the leaders that they're supposed to be in their homes and in their community. And not, and I don't mean holding leadership positions. I mean like actual leadership, not managers, leaders. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina. And this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, the Fraternity of Excellence, the Sasquatch Flag Company, and Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you to check out the leadership books I've written on either Amazon or my website, johnsrenny.com. This year, I'm offering a new way to purchase all of my books for a discount. I've bundled the books into what I call the Qualified Leadership Series, and you get all three books for 15% off the individual prices. This offer is only available on my website, so check it out if you're looking to step up your leadership game this year. Also, I wanted to remind you that Deep Leadership is ranked as a top 100 management podcast in the U.S. and in the U.K., and I wanted to thank each and every one of you for listening in each week and sharing these episodes with your friends. You have helped this podcast grow into a top-performing show, so thank you very much. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about how fitness, fellowship, and faith can be used to address the lack of strong leadership and relationships in our world today. My guest is Frank Schwartz. Frank is the president of F3, an international leadership movement for men with more than 60,000 members worldwide. Frank and I discuss what is wrong with leadership today and why men need physical work to learn, bond, and develop. This was a powerful conversation with someone who is making a significant difference in the world. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Frank Schwartz. Frank is the president of F3, which stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. F3 is an international leadership movement for men with about 65,000 members across 48 states and 10 countries. 
F3 uses vigorous outdoor workouts to teach leadership principles and to help men overcome what F3 refers to as sad clown syndrome. Frank is a leader, a husband, and a father, and I'm excited to have him on the show to talk about the lack of strong leadership and relationships in our country and throughout the world today and what F3 is doing about it. So, Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, John. I appreciate it. It's really, uh, it's, it's, it's an honor to meet you and uh, really, you know, interested about what you guys do at F3. So I'm glad you can come on the show and talk about it. Same. And, and uh, I'm sorry that you don't meet enough good people that I'm, I'm uh, an honor to meet. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we meet a lot of good people, but not anyway. anything leading a 65,000 person movement. I think that's uh, pretty significant. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So let's, uh, let's dive right into it. Um, sure. What is F3 and who is it for? Good question. So F3, and, and you kind of mentioned it, you know, stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. Um, and obviously I guess the fitness part, you know, kind of talk and say, Hey, look, it's, it's a, usually it's a pretty intense workout, uh, boot camp style, body weight, you know, typical, um, although there's some, you know, some variation as you get across the country and stuff like the guys in Kenya, they tend to run a little more than we do, as you might imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and so, and then the fellowship part kind of comes in, you start making some friends and things like that. And then the faith part is, um, we, we classify that as a belief in something bigger than yourself. Uh, we don't subscribe to any particular denomination or, you know, or prescribe any sort of religion that you're supposed to have or not have. Um, we simply say, you, you agree that you're not the king of the world, right? And if you agree that that's the case, then you'll probably, you'll probably do fine. Our, our goal really is to make every man the best, whatever it is that he says he is, right? Mm. And so we, we take those with those kind of three, you know, pillars, if you will. And, uh, and we, go and start, uh, men's workout groups, uh, across the, the world. And, um, and actually now, I mean, it used to be that we would travel to a place, right. And, and launch it. Uh, and now it's become ubiquitous enough that, that, uh, guys, you know, these groups just kind of naturally spring up, you know, and, and a lot of times they're breaking off of another group that already exists or, you know, somebody who did it when he was here in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, moves to, you know, I don't know. Wichita or something that where there isn't one, although there may be one in Wichita, I, I have trouble keeping up, <laughs> uh, you know, and then he's like, Hey, I want to start it here. And so it, it sort of spread a little bit organically like that. But, um, but yeah, the, the idea behind it is that somewhere along the way, uh, the guys who founded it, uh, Dave Redding and, and Tim Whitmire, um, they just wanted to not be fat. You know, they were middle-aged guys and had gotten out of shape. And both of them were, you know, one Dave had been in the military, uh, in a former green beret and stuff. Uh, and Tim had, you know, been a, a college athlete and these guys, you know, like a lot of us do, right. We, we hit our forties and gain a little weight and uh, stop working out and don't have as many friends as we used to. And, and then we start going, man, is this, is this all there is? And so these guys you know, started showing up to this outdoor workout that another person was already doing. And as it grew, this guy said, Hey man, I'm, I'm capping this, you know, we're never going to have more than 20 guys or whatever it was. And, uh, and so Dave and Tim were like, well, Hey, do you care if we start one across town? And he was like, I can do whatever you want. Right. And so they, they recognized that there was something there, um, and that camaraderie and that fitness and, you know, kind of that shared suffering, you know, piece, um, there was something magical there. And so it just, you know, day one, there were 40 guys and now there's, you know, however many tens of thousands that there are, um, out there. And so that's, uh, it just kind of grew organically that way as a men became friends and started looking for ways to impact their community. But B the big thing that happened is Dave realized that 
his big problem in the world is that he recognized there was a giant hole in male leadership. Mm. Guys standing around with their hands in their pockets in churches and boardrooms and, you know, other places where it was kind of like, well, you know, aw shucks, they might be high powered guys at work even, you know, but then they come home and they're kind of just, uh, you know, according to Jim, you know, or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, what was that one? King of Queens. There's, you know, one of these kind of things, right. They just came home and they were kind of, and, uh, well, and it, so I, it, I don't want to live that. It happens, right. I mean, men get, you know, I, and I was victim of that too, you know, very successful in my career, you get comfortable, you get complacent, you find the couch, right? right. And uh, next thing you know, you know, again, like myself, I was former military, right? So used to camaraderie, used to working out, yeah. used to being in shape, used to having a, you know, you know, yeah. a, a team around me. And then suddenly right. you're, you're sitting at home one day saying, well, what happened? You know, yeah. the, you I think they, too many people get sidelined. Too many men get sidelined like that. Amen. Yes, that's exactly what happens. It's funny. Dave always says, he goes, I thought I had this incredible discipline. You know, and then I realized as soon as they left the military, I was like, oh no, they had discipline. And I was just a benefactor of it, you know, like a beneficiary of it because, you know, they would, uh, they were telling me where to be and when to work out and all that kind of stuff. He's like, oh, I was a very disciplined guy. I was very in shape, you know, and as soon as that wasn't there anymore, he, he you know, fell into doing nothing. And, and you're right. It, it, and it's funny, John, because almost to a man, uh, I can look in a guy's face who's kind of in that, eh, we'll call it late 30s, early 40s, you know, kind of that 35 to 45 range, obviously, you know, a little bit here and there, right? And I usually can look at them and you can recognize them. They're a little, little overweight and they're, you know, they're, they're fine. Everything's fine, you know? And I'll tell them, I'll look them right in the face and I'll go, let, let me guess, brother. You, uh, you've been married now for about 12 years and you just had your second, maybe third kid and you moved out of the small three bedroom house and you're in the five bedroom house and you upgraded your car and you got the white picket fence and you've gotten two promotions at work and you and your wife sit on the couch at night and turn on the TV after dinner and you go, is this it? <laughs> and almost to a man, they'll be like, are you watching me? Like, do you have like, a, you know, like <laughs> you hacked into my ring camera or something? Yeah. Like what is going on? Right. Because it's, it's as predictable as, as, uh, you know, anything, um, to, to know that this seems to be, and guys get upset about it, but I'm going to be honest with you, John. I think it's, I think it's by design. I think it's part of the cycle. I think yeah. it's just part of what we're supposed to go through as men is to have this, this sort of crisis moment, this sort of place where we're looking and going, I'm lonely. I'm, I'm, I'm not in shape. I'm not happy. I'm fine. And everything looks okay on the outside, but inside I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, inside. And that's what, then that's why we call it sad clown syndrome, right? Because you're this clown, you're this happy guy. It's a Sopranos reference. If you remember that, right. This clown, this happy guy on the outside, but inside you're just, you're empty. You know, there's yeah. nothing there. You don't feel purpose. You don't feel a need to do and to, and to fight and to go and to, you know, be a man. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So that now I know what the sad clown you know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. You, you catch it at about 38, you know, and, and uh, if you're lucky, you can fight it off in a few years. But uh. Uh, So what are, what are the, what's, what are the mission and core principles uh, in F3? The mission of F3, as it is explicitly stated, uh, is that we plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men in order to invigorate male community leadership. Mm. That is what we are. That is what we do. And a lot of times I say, you know, don't get confused. We're not a workout group, right? We're a leadership group. 
That's what we do. We are trying to teach men how to lead and inspire them and equip them to become the leaders that they're supposed to be in their homes and in their communities. Right. And not, and I don't mean holding leadership positions. I mean like actual leadership, not managers, leaders. Right. And so that's, that's what we're about. And it it just so happens that the workout is a fantastic way to get men together. Mm. Uh, Although I've said many times, if knitting were the thing that brought men together, then, then we would knit. You know, like, <laughs> right? yeah. it just turns out that the workout is, is this great thing and it teaches a lot of great principles. It's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful tool to teach leadership and to get men to lead and to step outside that, you know, that, that safe place that they've kind of, you know, insulated themselves into, right? They, they're afraid to stand in front of a group of men. They've never probably, you know, stood and commanded someone to do things, you know, and that's, that, that's why we have the core principles that we have, right? So with that mission in mind, of planting and growing and serving these groups, right? And to, so that we can invigorate the leadership inside a man, we, we only have five principles, right? We don't have rules. We say rules, uh, at least I say rules are for men who lack creativity, mm. right? That's, uh, you know, we're not really interested in rules. We don't need to tell you what to do. You're, we're not your mommy. You know, you don't need us to, to wipe your noses, right? So we just have five core principles. And we say, if you stick to those five things, the rest is, uh, you know, full liberty whatever, whatever floats your boat. But these are the five. Number one is that it is always free. You will never, ever, 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 as long as I'm drawing breath on this planet anyway, you will never be charged to attend an F3 workout. It's free hundred percent all the time, just like the best things in life are right. Number two is that it is open to all men and we don't put a qualifier on that. Um, we, we, you know, if you're, you know, black, white, bond and free, right. That's what we always say. And, and I, People jokingly, oh yeah, sure, bond and free. But no, legitimately, there's a guy in the Pacific Northwest who had this crazy idea, and he's going into prisons and he's started F3 workouts inside. Oh, wow. Right? And he's wow. teaching men leadership. He's trying to empower these men to, to yeah. take control of their lives, right? Through uh, you know, through these workouts. So, you know, we make no qualification whatsoever. We don't care if you're in shape, we don't care if you're out of shape, we don't care if you're rich, we don't care if you're poor. In fact, that's the thing I think I love maybe the most in some instances is especially here in Charlotte, it's not uncommon where you might have a guy who lives just kind of outside the city, right. And uh, maybe has a blue collar job and he will work out in the morning, you know, bright and early, actually not, not bright, dark and early. Um, and uh, he might be working out to the guy next to a guy who's a, you know, high powered executive at one of the giant banks and is a multi multimillionaire and they'll never have any idea and they don't care. And as long as you're willing to suffer together, it's fine. And they might become really good friends, you know, and there's not a lot of places in society that allow for that kind of radical inclusion. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that is why no matter what, we're unflinching about the fact that we are open to all men, period, full stop. The third core principle is that it's always outdoors, rain or shine, heat or cold. We don't care what's going on. Now th- that's a great principle to have when you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, and, and <laughs> right. And like this morning, it's, you know, 65 degrees. There's a light breeze at every day. It's crystal clear. It's beautiful. Right. It's a whole other thing when you got guys in Omaha, Nebraska, right. Or Minneapolis, Minnesota, and there's three feet of snow on the ground. And you know what? They do it anyway, John. Yeah. They do it anyway, because we believe that part of your job as a man is to become mentally and physically tough, yeah. to be durable, you know, and to subject yourself to things that make you uncomfortable and maybe even cause you some pain because that's useful for you to be effective and useful as a man. Right. Mm. So it's always outdoors. doesn't matter if you're inside and you're working out with guys, 
we respect that, but that is not an F3 workout, right? Uh, number four is that it is, it is led by men who participate in the workout. So it's peer led, right? There's no professionals and there's no training uh, necessary. There's no certifications or anything like that, right? Nobody here is, is a pro. Nobody's getting paid and nobody has any kind of special institutional knowledge to teach you how to be a workout. We're not making personal trainers, John. We're making leaders, right? And, uh, and so that is how it is done. You learn how to be a leader. You learn how to run the workout from other men who have done it before you and through a healthy amount of failure. <laughs> Yeah. You know, right. Is doing it wrong a few times and then you'll figure it out. And then the last thing that we always do, no matter what, and that makes F3, I think, different and, and special outside of any other kind of fitness movement or fitness group or really any other kind of group for men, period, is that it always ends in what we call a circle of trust. And that circle of trust is, is um, it's a time to be vulnerable. It's a time to, to share what's on your heart. Uh, it's a time to seek help. Um, maybe, you know, from, from your brothers, right. And we've had, I mean, I've stood in circles where everything from, uh, my kid committed suicide mm. to, I, I'm feeling like I'm going to fall off the, the, the wagon, you know, and go back to being an, and drinking alcohol and all the way down to look, you know, my, you know, I'm struggling at work, you know, for whatever the thing might be, but they, we, we have that time as an open time where guys can share what they're dealing with. And it was, sometimes it goes deep. Sometimes it's just sort of a mention like, Hey, if, if you think about it, maybe say a prayer for me later or keep a thought, you know, whatever it might be. Right. Um, but that sort of time, that intimate time, uh, and that, that, that time when you have uh, a chance to really connect and really hear what's on a man's heart and have him be open, you know, and to share, uh, I hate the word vulnerable because that would kind of imply that you're unsafe in some way, you're, but that, cause it's one of the safest places you can be. All right. These are your brothers. Mm -hmm. These are the men are going to take care of you. And, and we see it, you know, we see these men serving each other, serving their communities all, all the time. Uh, I mean, uh, we tell these crazy stories of like, you know, uh, guys on vacation, you know, uh, in Texas and he's from, uh, you know, somewhere on the East coast. And one of his neighbors, who's an F3 guy drives by and sees his houses, you know, like the outside, you know, hose, uh, thing is, you know, spitting water or whatever. And, and he stops and, you know, figures out how to fix it. And they call one of the other guys who's a plumber and, you know, like all this happens while yeah. this guy's on vacation, he may or may not have even known that it was happening. Right. Uh, and the, you know, these are the kinds of stories I get. In fact, just literally just this morning, a guy says, Hey, does anyone have a contact in Hawaii? Because my daughter's there on a work, like a work study kind of a thing or whatever for school. And the conditions she is living in are just atrocious. And we were sold a bill of goods and we're feeling very, very frustrated, but we have nothing, we have nowhere to send it. We don't know what to do. We're not there. We can't get there very quickly. And so just, I mean, just like that, I mean, instantly, you know, he puts it in our, you know, out on the communications channels and guys are like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I got a buddy who's in, you know, whatever. Right. And it's taken care of just like that. I mean, it is the most. And I think it comes from that intimacy that happens in those circles of trust. There's something about knowing that an F3 guy and that you're an F3 guy, right? It just, it checks a lot of boxes. It makes me trust you quicker. Mm. Yeah. What is it with men? This is interesting because I've, it's an observation I've had, you know, as far as like, if you get men to sit around and talk, they may not talk. They may not discuss mm. any, but if you do something together, and I've noticed this, like my relationship with my father, like 
you know, we're, we, we'll both be in a, you know, together, we might be quiet. We might not talk about a lot, right. but as soon as we get out in the field, like we, we grew up hunting and hiking and fishing together. And I still hunt with them every year. Yes. And when we're in the field and we're, you know, we're, 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 you know, going, walking through mud and going through the brush and we're, we, we're, we're just having this dialogue and my, you know, and we have these deep dialogues when we're doing things. And I notice that men connect when they're doing things. Is that something that is part of that F3 experience is like you're doing things and that's how men connect. We don't sit around in a circle and just tell stories. Uh, we tend to like to be working with our hands and doing something physical and that's how we connect better. Is that, is that part of the principle of F3? Oh, I, I, uh, I wouldn't say that it was an intentional part necessarily. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I would agree that that is a hundred percent, uh, you know, one of the, the very, very, um, special and important parts. And now I, I, you said, why is that? And I go, heck if I know, I didn't make this right. (laughs) But, uh, whether you believe that, that God imbued us, you know, that desire and that tendency way back when, you know, when we were created, or if you think it's something that came evolutionarily, I I don't really care. It's a fact that it's here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, there are guys who they tried you know, hanging out as buddies, like, you know, sitting at the coffee shop and just, you know, and chatting. Yeah. And it just, it just didn't work for them very well yeah. Um, yeah. to get started for sure, especially when it's early or especially early on, right. You know, in the, in the relationship, maybe later they could do it, but so they rock, you know, like these four or five guys will go out, they'll throw on a pack and they just start walking and they have some of the deepest and most uh, intimate conversations about things. I, I experienced it myself, you know, a buddy of mine says, Hey, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm having, I'm having some trouble with something and I'm wondering if we can chat. And I was like, yeah, man. So we throw on a rock, we go for a walk. We end up walking probably about five, six, seven miles or something. It was, it was a long way. And he shares, you know, he shares his heart saying, Hey, I'm having some thoughts of infidelity. Mm-hmm. You know, I ran into this old girlfriend and whatever, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've been having trouble in my marriage. By the end of that talk, you know, it's all off his chest. He's, he's opened it up. He recognizes that he caught it early and he was grateful and he says things like, you know, those talks, not me, but, you know, those talks, those things that we do together as men um, are the things that, that saved me. You know, they're the things that kept him from, from falling, you know, into, into problems, right? And I, I agree. I think we are physical beings as men. We are supposed to do things. I think it's, it's deep in our DNA, deep in our hearts. It's planted in there for us to be useful. Mm-hmm. We must have purpose. If we are purposeless, then we, I mean, you see what's happening right now, yeah. right? In our, in our, you see what men are doing, you know, and the bad behavior that they have is terrible because they don't have a purpose. They don't have something that they're working for. They're sitting on couches, they're playing video games or, you know, indulging in all kinds of of terrible things. And that's, I think, I think you're right. I think there's a real element to that. In fact, just to keep talking too much, because that's part of what I do. Um, uh, but, uh, we even go so far as to say, hey, you should find not just things to do, but really stupid things to do. Yeah. You have a whole section of things, a whole segment of, of what we do we call CSOP, right? Which is a, a, an acronym for completely stupid and utterly pointless. Like there is no reason to go out and, and run, you know, a 200-mile relay together or something stupid like that, right? There's no reason to do that. Why would you have cars? Why would you do that? Because there's an element of that shared suffering. And that physical nature that bonds us as men. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by the Fraternity of Excellence. The Fraternity of Excellence is an online and real-world community for men who are looking to improve in all areas of their lives. The men of FOE are working together to become better husbands, fathers, and leaders at work and in their communities. They live by a simple philosophy, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Now, I've been a member for more than three years, and for me, I finally found a brotherhood of men that I was missing from my time in the military. Now, I love being around guys who are dedicated to becoming a better version of themselves. So if you're interested in becoming a man of excellence as well, go to fraternityofexcellence.com or you can reach out directly to me to learn more. This episode is brought to you by the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. Each flag is hand-built and each star on the flag is hand-hammered and chiseled. No two flags are alike. They offer a variety of flag designs to honor the police, military, firefighters, dispatchers, and search and rescue personnel, to name a few. These stunning handmade flags look great in an office, a studio, the back porch, or above the fireplace mantle. They make the perfect gift for the veteran, first responder, or patriot in your life. Now, I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years, and I was a customer long before they became a sponsor of the show. I can't recommend them enough, so if you're looking for that perfect, uniquely American make gift to give away or if you want to treat yourself go to sasquatchflags.com and get your order in today this episode is brought to you by jeremy clevenger fitness as a high performing leader you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do it's about leading by example and for most people the one area that they're lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness by improving your health and fitness every other area of your life improves but how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader well you do what you've always done you hire the best person for the job don't struggle on your own put jeremy clevenger on your team jeremy will work with you to take your physique mindset nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at apexperformancesystems.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. So what would you say makes F3 different from other organizations, similar organizations like I mean, you could say CrossFit similar to it. Maybe uh, you could sure. say you could say uh, church groups, men's groups yep. uh, at church Absolutely. or whatever. But but what sets F three apart? I think the thing that sets it apart is you know if there was one one singular thing that we could point to, and if I like if you held. You know, they always say, if you held a gun to my head, right? if you absolutely forced me and said you have to pick one thing that makes it different than everything else, I would say the thing that makes it truly different than any other organization on earth is the fact that we are focused on a mission and on a purpose that is greater than ourselves. And it is greater than the activity that we are participating in. Right. So CrossFit gym, look, I probably shouldn't say this and I might make some of our guys mad. You probably can get a better workout at a CrossFit, CrossFit gym. Yeah. You probably can. 
you know, you're going to have somebody there shouting at you, you know, telling you what to do. That's a little more structured. You got better equipment because we're out there picking up rocks and the cinder blocks. John, like, well, you know what? Come on. Right, right. Right. No one's critiquing our form and telling us how to do it correctly outside of each other. Right. You know, there's, we don't have professional instructors. So you probably get more fit and probably, you know, a better workout at someplace else, right. Orange theory or, or CrossFit or any, any other things like that, but they're not working together for a common purpose. They're just there to work out. Right. Same thing with the church group. You, they are there maybe for a common purpose, but then they don't have any of this physical act, you know, yeah. aspect of it that, that, that just like you were talking about, that motivates men to be more vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Right. That motivates men to bond. Now we can bond over our faith, right? We might have a commonality there and we might, you know, share some, some things in common. That's wonderful, but there is nothing like being in the middle of the night, and, and these are, you know, some of the other idiot things that we do, right? Being in the middle of the night, carrying horrifyingly heavy, you know, heavy things and having to complete a task together. And then at the end of the day, right, or the, the morning rolls around, you know, the light dawn breaks and here you are and you're completing this task together, this thing that you had a common purpose for. And you, I mean, these men, you will, I watch them, hundreds of them. Yeah. These, you know, now I have 75 new best friends. These guys shared those things together. Those things don't exist in the same way. And I'm not trying to pick on the church, right? But show me where there's suffering, like true, honest to goodness, suffering in our world, in our country at church. How difficult is it yeah. to go to the air conditioned church and sit back and watch the, you know, like, come on. Right? And I think that's why many men have struggled to connect in the church because it is and I have a good friend of mine, uh, Jerry Adams, just wrote a great book called Men of Grit. And he's he. it's a call to Christian men to go back to being the warriors we were meant to be in the Bible. <laughs> you know, we were not people who sat around in air-conditioned offices. I mean, uh, and so I think that, um, and I think that that's a problem with a lot of men is that they don't feel at home in the church because it's not natural for them versus being outdoors and, and being physical. And there's a lot of things that men, it's in, it's in our DNA. It's how we're built. It's how we're designed and, and we're yeah. physical beings. And I think that we struggle sometimes with, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to sing songs and we're going to hold hands. And it's like, it doesn't feel comfortable to me. You know? And it's not a, it's not a, again, I'm not knocking on the church, right? It's yeah. Same, yeah. same in my face, same, same with all of them, right? But there has been, and I look, everything's on a continuum, kind of on a pendulum, if you yeah. will, right? Yeah. And, you know, there was a time when, you know, these warrior monks existed, right? You know, these, these, yeah. you know, the, the chivalry and this kind of old school, right? And I think we swung to a much more feminized version. And there was probably good purpose in that. You know, there's probably some good reasons for that. And I think in some ways for me anyway, what it's done is that it has made me a little more gentle and a little more soft mm. on certain kinds of things when it was necessary, right? It's helped me to be probably a better father to my daughter's and a better husband to my wife to understand some of those kinds of things. Well, good. I understand them. Guess what? I think it's time to swing the pendulum back a, a little further this way. Does it need to go all the way back to, you know, riding horseback and, you know, that sort of thing? Probably not. You know, take it easy, right? But I don't need to, you know, live off the land, you know, it's some sort of, uh, you know, what a compound or something, right, to, to be manly enough, right? So, but I, I don't think it needs to swing all the way back the other way, but I do think, you know, now we've seen it and we're kind of tied. It's time to swing back. You see it everywhere. I mean, there are so many. So every time I turn around, there's a new group that is saying, 
men are not doing what they need to do. They are not in their place. They are not surviving. They're not thriving. I mean, you know that we're ready to jump the shark when the mainstream media and, you know, uh, like the New York freaking times, like is saying like, oh, there's an epidemic of male loneliness in the, in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank you. Glad you could join us. You know, like we've been here for years. You know, yeah. <laughs> so if they're noticing, you know, yeah. there's a problem. It's a big problem, right? And so it's interesting. A new group. It's interesting, and I tell the story a lot. Is that when I left the military, there was it was seven years before I sort of found my way again. Mm. You know, because I I lived when I was in the military. It was you know there was a sense of purpose. There was a sense of camaraderie. There was a sense of teamwork. <laughs> and then I end up, you know, in corporate America. Right. right. Sitting in a cubicle and nobody wants to go out for a beer afterwards. Everybody's sort of like, I know I've got a family at home. And so I have no brotherhood. I lose my brotherhood. I lose my purpose. I lose my mission. And I'm trying to figure out what, what I'm, I'm working for this big giant company. And I don't really know what they stand for and what, what I stand for anymore, but it took me seven years to find my purpose again. And I know a lot of guys are getting out of the military, especially they really, when they leave that, you know, tight group, like I was on a submarine, 155 of us, we were a team, right? We went out to sea uh, together. We spent three months, you know, yeah. isolated together. We knew everything about each other. We were brothers, you know, yeah. and we didn't have a, it was an all male crew back then. But, sure. uh, and then you Good lose that. You, you instantly lose that when you come, when you leave the military. And I think it, it's, it's a big problem with veterans losing yeah. that sense of purpose, losing that camaraderie. And that's why there's, so much uh, depression, anxiety, there's, there's suicide is a big, is a big issue yeah. for veterans. And yeah. I think, so, you know, as I'm, you know, as we're talking about it, it's, it's definitely a need for veterans to find groups like F3 to be able to have that bond, that team, that brotherhood that they miss from their days in the military. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. In fact, there's, there's a number of places uh, in, uh, in the country. I want to say, and I know I'm going to mess it up. I'm pretty sure it's Houston. Um, where we've got a, a big contingent, there's a, a recovery facility down there um, that is veterans only. Um, and so essentially, if you've come home and you kind of, you know, found yourself now, you know, in this really dark spot, you've subjected to, you know, given into alcoholism and, and some of them are homeless. And I mean, some of these guys show up drug addicted and just, uh, I mean, just a mess. And it's 120 days and it's free. And, you know, they have this recovery facility down there. It's a may called Camp Hope. And it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And somehow or other, and I'm trying to remember, it was a buddy of mine who knew these guys, sat on the boards. I don't remember, you know, community, right? So you connect with the guys in Houston that are leading workouts down there. You say, hey, look, go look at this thing. See if this is something, you know, and, and, and let me know. And they go down, they take a look, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to start workouts here. And so now every Saturday, and I think actually another two or three days a week, they go in, they lead workouts with these guys. They're talking to them. They're helping these guys get back on their feet get back to where they have some camaraderie to, and even the one, you know, even the guys that come home and are, you know, quote unquote functional, right. Our mutual friend, Brian Jodas, uh, his dad was a, you know, three-star, uh, general, general in the air force, right. I mean, he, he was you know, in the joint chiefs. I mean, he knew people. He was a NATO guy. I mean, you would think he has it all together. He said he came home and same kind of thing, right. He lost the camaraderie and he has said that he has found nothing even close to that until he, he got involved in F3. That's fantastic. Nothing even close to that until he found F3. Because, because again, we're not a workout group, man. Yeah. We are a, a group that is making men better. That is what we are all about. 
And we just happen to use workout to do that. What you mentioned making leaders too. That's another part mm-hmm. of it. Um, how, how, what's your definition of leadership Ooh. from the F3 perspective? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, we often say we, and we use crazy terms. Uh, that's one of the things, well, and you, you know how it is in the military, right? So Dave comes back as a, you know, from being a special operator, he makes up terms and, and stuff all this. We have our own weird, strange, unique language uh, that we share. Um, but uh, we often say the leader is the man responsible for the outcome of the thing, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that might be. Um, and by virtue of the fact that he is responsible, then he must, he must possess certain skills and certain characteristics in order to be what we would say, a a virtuous leader. You know, we don't think that governance, a man who holds a position of authority is a leader necessarily. Sometimes they overlap, Mm. but they are not necessarily the same thing. Mm. And what we see a lot in our world is we have tons of managers. You know, we have tons of people who sit in positions of governance who would love to tell you what to do. I mean, there's a few hundred of them up in uh, Washington, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, they would love to tell you what to do and they'd love to to control what's happening in your life. Right. I don't know that I would classify them as leaders per se. There's probably, and I know there are, there, there's some leaders within the group, but that's not necessarily their function, right? They're there to make laws, you know, they're, and apparently to tweet. I don't know. That's a, apparently a thing now, but, um, but, uh, but, but the point is, is that, you know, the, but a true leader is someone who takes responsibility for the outcome, not responsibility for making the rules, not responsibility for telling people what to do, not responsible for, you know, the, the data integration of the, are you going to take control? Are you going to, when, when in charge, you're going to take charge. And are you going to sit down and say, Hey, I am responsible for the outcome of this thing. I am a man who is going to lead others. I'm going to drive them toward an advantageous place in their lives. Am I going to do that? If I'm doing that, then that's probably leading, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably leading depending on how you're doing it, right? If your compulsion is a big thing, if you're a coercer, eh, that's not leadership, right? Then you're just a jerk, <laughs> you know, but if you are lovingly telling a man, Hey, I see in you where I think you could be. Yeah. I think you could be. And I'm, I am absolutely desperate to help you get there. That's leadership. That's fantastic. Frank, this, is, this has been a fantastic conversation. Well, what would be like a final message you'd like to leave with our listeners about mm-hmm. F3 or, or anything just related to what we've been talking about? Yeah, I would say as far as F3 is concerned, um, you know, well, and, and, you know, we'll do the shameless promotion thing at the very end, right? So I'll, I'll tell them absolutely to out and all that kind of stuff. But, but as far as F3 is concerned, the thing that I want people to really understand, and I don't feel like I can say it quite enough, we are a, a, a disorganization, John. Mm-hmm. We are an unorganization. I sit as the president of this, this thing that is, you know, tens of thousands of men. I have no power to do anything, right? It is a wholly decentralized situation. The men that are on the ground in those individual cities, heck, even down to the individual workouts that happen on individual days, those are the leaders. Those are the men that are moving the needle forward, right? Those are the men that are headlocking their friends and saying, hey, get out here. Come, come with me. You know, show up to a workout. Come unlock that man that is, that is deep within your heart that's always been there, right? And, and come and live out your purpose, man. Come fulfill the reason that you were created. Those are the guys that are the leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything that you think of, when you think of a big institution run by people, uh, men or, or whatever it might be, right? 
flip all that on your, on its head. That's what we are. That's what we are. There's no promotion. You can't run for anything here. Mm. You're appointed, right? Men choose their successors, right? You can't, you can't get votes. There's no democracy in F3. That's not a thing, right? You can't earn it. You know, there's no bonus pay because everyone's a volunteer. There's only one guy who's an employee that makes a living off of F3. And he's just, he's the executive director of our, our charitable, our foundation, right? And the only reason that he exists is because we were like, we don't have any idea what we're doing and we're, we're really getting ourselves in a lot of trouble. We need someone to professionally come run this foundation. Yeah, so yeah. they, you know, right. So he's the only employee and probably will be for a long, long time. I don't know, yeah. you know, if we bring other people in, but the point is that it's a decentralized thing. And the reason for that is, is because you're the leader, man, you know, th- that fourth core principle is, is real. It is true. It is peer led because every man's a leader. Mm. Every man should be doing this in their lives. I'm not an expert. I don't know anything. I've only learned what I've learned because I've failed at stuff a whole lot, right? I didn't go through some school and they were like, ah, oh, now he's earned his credentials and he can be the president of F3. No, the guy who was the leader of F3, the guy who started it said, you're the next guy. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'll do the same thing when that time comes, right? And that's how this gets, and that's the beauty of it is because it is 100% individual. We're not interested in whether or not you become a great uh, you know, super fit guy and you win some sort of Olympic medal. Don't care. Right. I don't care. And this is, I would say this is true of every man, right? I don't care how much money you earn. I don't care what title you hold. I don't care about any of that in your life. And you shouldn't either. I don't care what age you think you're going to retire at. That's not interesting. In fact, I'm not even sure you're supposed to retire. I think you're supposed to work, right? I think you're supposed to, (laughs) you're supposed to be useful in contributing to the day you die. Yeah, right. That's what I think. Right. And so I would say, you know, the thing I want people to understand about F3, the thing I want them to understand about leadership, the thing I want them to understand is themselves as men is it's already in you and you've got to find some way to allow it to come out. You've got to find some way to uncover those things, get past those self-limiting beliefs and let that man that is inside and deep in your heart. And it's always been there that God put in there and let that come out of you. Hmm. Fantastic. That's a great, great message. Great final message. Frank, how can people find out more about F3 and more about you and how to connect with a, with a workout group, maybe around in the area? hundred percent. If you are so foolish that you want to learn about me, you can, you can, <laughs> I'm on Twitter a lot. I, I love tweeting. Uh, that is at dark helmet F3, right? At dark helmet F3. Um, and that's because we give each other idiot nicknames. It's part of the you know, kind of that tribalism and, and stuff that we sort of, you know, part of, part of what makes you part of the group, right? You'd come out. Is it because it. of your last name? <laughs> it is. It a hundred percent. Yes. It's a space balls reference. Space balls reference, yep. right? Yep. Because of the Schwartz. That's exactly it. See, Gen Xers, we know. We, know. we get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And so if you want to know about F3, go to, uh, go to F3nation.com. Uh, there's a tab there, locations. There's a big map. You can find anywhere in the world where there is a location uh, that, you know, that is running, right. A workout on any given day at any given time, it's listed, it's in there. Uh, there's coming on 4,000 different weekly workouts. There's about 4,000 that happen a week across the country, uh, and throughout the world. And, uh, and yeah, so you just go on there. The, the best part is, is, uh, you don't have to pay a fee. You don't have to register. You just show up, you show up and you say, I'm an FNG, John, that's what you do. stands for friendly new guy. Friendly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we called it. I know. Sir. I love telling that one to a, to a military guy because he knows exactly what's going on. Right. 
Yeah, but you, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, there's two in my area. There's, uh, I think, it's Mondays and Tuesdays, and um, in Wake Forest, for example, and uh, Tuesdays a ruck. I think Mondays a boot camp kind of style workout. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'll probably get my butt out there one John, of these mornings. I know you've got a home gym. I know you're a fitness guy. No, no, and I'm really serious when I say this, right? And I know you've got buddies, and I know you got friends, and I know all those things are true. And sometimes I say that every man needs F3. Right. And I don't necessarily really mean that because uh, I just think they need something like F3 that gives them that same sense of purpose and, and push and all that kind of stuff. Right. I really think that's true. But sometimes I tell a guy, and I think this is the case for, for a guy like you, and I'm not just blowing smoke. Sometimes F3 needs guys like you. Mm. Right. We need guys to come out who are seasoned leaders, who know what they're doing, and who want to pour into other men and teach them how to be leaders. So, you know, look, I love you. Selfishly go to your home gym if you want. Not a problem. I don't, I don't hold that against you. I'm not here to judge, right? But I would say that, that any man who feels like, A, he's lonely and sad and doesn't, and he's asking himself that question, what's next? Is this all there is, right? Get your butt to a workout. Mm. If you're a guy who thinks he's, not who thinks he's got it all figured out, none of us are that stupid, right? But who, who's already kind of got it together and he's thinking to himself, I know that I have a heart for pouring into other men and helping them learn to be leaders. Then you show up, but don't show up for yourself. Show up for those other guys. Fair? Makes a lot of sense. That's great. It's a great message, Frank. And we're going to put links in the show notes for those resources. And again, it's f3nation.com. It's, it's, the workouts are everywhere. I mean, uh, uh, it, it, it's incredible. Like, you know, like I said, I look in my town and there's two, two yeah. every week. You know, there so, are very few places anymore that you can't get to one within about an hour or two. Yeah. And the thing is, it's free, you know, and it's a way to bond. It's a way to uh, get, you know, have a physical workout and connect with other men. And, uh, and I think we need that in a lonely and disconnected world that we live in. We're, we're more connected than ever, but we're more lonely. And it's interesting. We need connection. And I think that's really important. So, Very true. Uh, Frank, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing this message. I think that uh, you've given us a lot, a lot to think about. And I hopefully, listeners, that you take a look at uh, F3Nation.com, find a workout in your area, get out there and uh, and connect with other men. I think it's an important thing that all of us need to do. Thank you, John. It's been a blessing, man. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share as we continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. 
Oh, welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that this chair? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.